0: can turn with me to the prophet Habakkuk, third chapter, found in our Old Testament. You might overlook this book uh, because it's only three chapters long. Uh, it's one, the eighth of the minor prophets in there of the 12 of those books. But yet we're going to look at this account Not very much is known about this prophet, Habakkuk, for he's only mentioned here in his own account. But yet, it's still in our record. And as we turn to this, I want you to journey. What if all we had was this account of Habakkuk? What truths could I gain from this prophet? If all that was there to read in my Bible was this chapter, this book, how could I live for God? We pick up in the third chapter, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, I'm going to start at verse 16. And where we are here now in the third chapter is Habakkuk now has a prayer or a psalm if you will. And he starts thinking about how great is his God. Verse 16 reads, if you have it, say amen. Yes. Don't have it, say hold on. I'll hold on. Uh, keep your Bible open to make sure I'm telling you the truth. I'll be right here for the remainder of the time. And if you're in a hurry to get home, I'll tell you the word to help you out, to saying Amen. It'll, it'll push the preacher on. Everyone has to say amen. amen. Now ready to say hold on. Praise the Lord. What a God says. I trembled inside when I heard this. My lips quivered with fear. My legs gave way beneath me. And I shook in terror. I will wait quietly for the coming day. When disaster will strike the people who invade us. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet, somebody say, yet, yes. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as a sur- sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. I'll stop right there. But I just want to go back to verse 18. Yet I will praise. Yet I will bless. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I want to deal with this since morning. God is in the midst. And he can put a subtitle, if you like, it says, while you're going through, God can bring you through. (laughs) Looking at this text, if all I had was this account with me. This is what I could gain. That trouble is all around. Issues seem to be coming from all directions. Those who love the Lord have started rebelling against the Lord. Those who were enemies God has now allowed to attack. What I thought would bring me joy has brought me peril. And now I see that what I thought would bring me through is unable to bring me through. I've seen that others have taken advantage of me, who I thought were supposed to be just, have been unjust. So I'm looking to see some help come my way. I'm looking now outside of myself somewhere, looking for some help. Because when I look immediately around me, I don't see help. I see trouble. I see persecution. I, I see conflict, but yet, and you look at chapter 2, he says, I go to my watchtower. Oftentimes, when we see trouble and peril around us, maybe you need to change your point of view. So he just went a little bit higher. <laughs> I'm going to wait and look for some help. How is it, have a cook- you can look for some help while you see nothing but trials and tribulations all around you. I can hear Habakkuk responding saying, because I know who God is. And that didn't catch everybody. Maybe you don't know who God is. But Habakkuk says, I know who God is. How do, how do we know Habakkuk know who God is? Well, look at his psalm, how he opens up, and he talks about how I heard about you, Lord, and I am amazed. I am at all. I revere you. And when I look at that, and I say, Habakkuk, what is it that you know about God? Habakkuk says, well, my record tells me that there was... Some people in bondage in Egypt. And God sent one man named Moses to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go so that they can serve me and that I can be their God and they can be my people. Well, that's a good record. I I know a little bit about that, but yet the record does not stop there. The record reports how God was able to help them walk through the Red Sea and walk on dry land. And when they made it through, how the armies came after them and the water fell upon them. That reminded Habakkuk that how they were being persecuted, how they were in in bondage and they were looking for someone to deliver them, only God was able to deliver them. Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, they, he, he sees now that when they got into the wilderness, the record says how they were hungry, yelling at Moses, saying, we're going to perish, we're hungry. Where's food? And how God fed them with man. Uh, it's kind of amazing what this manna is. This manna was dew that turned into bread. I'll say that again. I went over somebody's head. It was dew that turned into bread. I wish when I was starving and hungry when I was in college and had no money in my pocket that I could go outside and get some bread off the grass. But yet God has said he's going to feed Sam that way. But yet the children of Israel, were able to wake up in the morning and find food (laughs) enough to sustain them for the rest of the day. And then they became thirsty, and God was able to provide water out of a rock. He sees the record here that, I heard of your record, O Lord, and I'm amazed. Some of us need to start looking back at our record of our lives. And say, God, I know your record in my life. When I was sick in my bed and the doctor came back with a bad report, I can recall how I walked out that hospital. Maybe you might not go there. Maybe you were in a car and saw another car coming your way. But all of a sudden that car didn't make it, but you did. Oh, you can say, God, I can look back and see your record and how I'm amazed. Maybe you don't go back that far. Maybe you were just walking somewhere. It might have been ice on the ground. It might have been water on the ground. Might have been grease on the ground, but some of us are just clumsy, we fall anyway. And yet, you did not break a bone. Yet, you did not lose your head. Net, yet, you did not lose a finger. But you got up, or you kept your balance, and you could see and look at the record and God, it was you that kept me. Maybe it was you in the hospital. The doctor told you need a blood transfusion, and your blood was available. Maybe somebody told you that you needed to take this medicine and this medicine helped you. You can look back at the record and see how God has been there in your times of need. But yet, look at this now, how Habakkuk is talking about God in the midst of right now. He says, in a time of trouble, in a time of peril, in a time of many of us have been rebelling against you. In the time that the enemies have come and overcame us, God, he goes on to say, remember us and show us mercy. When he says, remember us, he's saying, God, look upon us through the prism, through the lens of your promise. Tell somebody, I want God to remember me. What he's saying is here is that when you look at me, God, remember your promise, you promised the seed of Abraham to be the head and not the tail. Oh, you promised the seed of Abraham that they'll be living in the land of milk and honey. Oh, you promised them and said, I will go before you and I will fight your battles for you and you will be my people and I will Be your God. And so, Lord, I want you to look through your promise and remember me. Because when you remember me, God, then you will provide for me. You will protect me. You will defeat my enemies. When you look back on me, God, and remember your promise, I realize that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I remember, God, that you have called me your own. And I can write that same song like David. How I never see the righteous forsaken. No, your seed, your children of Abraham begging for bread. So when I look back at that account and and I start thinking about what it says, that God is not the son of man. That he shall lie, nor the son of man. That he shall repent or change his mind. God will say and he will do. I start thinking about how good. Our God is. And I start thinking about how amazing is our God. And so as he thinks this, he sees how God's report speaks for himself. Can you look out your window and see the report of God? The sun is shining. Oh, that's God speaking for himself. Oh, when the rain falls. Oh, that's God speaking. For Himself. when the rainbows in the sky, that's God speaking for Himself. So when you know God, you know God can also show mercy. How because thinking God, we are due this punishment, we are due this judgment, we are due for our rebelliousness. But Lord, I also know that you rather show your mercy than your wrath. Isn't that good news? Tell somebody, that's good news, that God can show us mercy because he shows us mercy. Why? Because we know that it says, for God so loved the world. Help me out, somebody, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have what? And so we know that God rather shows us his mercy because we doomed for hell. But he says, no, 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 no. I'll send my son. Lord, when I think about your record, I'm amazed <laughs> by you. Tell somebody, that's amazing, love. that's amazing love. And so when I look at this, I see God's deliverance. I see God's salvation. I see how it's evident in people's lives. I see how God has done miraculous things. And I am amazed. And when I'm so amazed, look at what happens here. He starts talking about how great is his God. Looking at verses 3 through 7, it says how God covers from the east to the west. That's what he's saying when he literally says, to man, to Paran. says, God, you cover from this region to this region. You cover from the east to the west. Saying, God, that you are omnipresent. You are everywhere. And God, when I think about how you cover these places, I see how the earth is filled with your praises. Then I start thinking about how, God, the earth is filled with your praises. I start thinking about the sun and how glorious the sun is. But yet the sun is like a radiance. That's how, God, you are. The greatest radiance I know is the sun. So, God, I'll compare you to the sun. (laughs) How you are radiant like the sun. So much radiance, but God, you're bigger than the sun because light comes out of your hand where you hide your power. So, God, I'm comparing you to the sun, but I see you're bigger than the sun and how your power is greater than the sun. And so much so, I see how the sun and the moon stay in their place. Oh, that didn't catch everybody. It's right there in the text. It says that the sun and the moon stand still. Why does the sun and the moon stands still. I'm glad you asked that question. Because God's radiance is like the sun. It's right there in the text. And in Revelation it says that there's no need for a sun. Because God's glory fills the temple. Oh, I'm not talking to anybody here this morning. I want you to catch this, that... If you know who God is, you can see how he's a present help in a time of trouble. I'm on my way there, but you can't get to the shouting part where you don't know what to shout about. We always want to shout and hooray, but what you shouting for when you don't know who he is? They, they didn't shout till they marched around seven times. They had to wait until they saw the glory of God. I'm telling you here that you won't get your time a shout but first you got to know what you're shouting about. And So when you look at this God that is so great, his rays are like the sunlight, his rays is the revealing of his power. His rays are flashing from his hand and and in his hand, his power is hidden. Or we see how great the power is in his hands it was basically pointing out to us that we cannot fully understand the power of God. And then we also look how, how his power is terrible. It says how pestilence goes before him and plague comes after him. Pestilence goes before him and plague after him. And I looked this up because I said, doesn't that mean the same thing? Pestilence is basically a plague and, and a hardness of coming, but when pestilence comes and, and, and plague comes, it talks about pestilence and death. <laughs> So he strickens what's before him, but after he passes, it dies. Saying how terrible you are, God. So we look, we look how he starts off. He says, God, I'm amazed of how great you are, that I, I'm in awe of your record, but I also realize that you are judging God. See, we don't like to hear that. That scares us. We always want to talk about how he loves me and he cares for me, but we got to be reminded that, that, that there is judgment. And I'm glad that God judges, because since he judges, what does that mean? That means I don't have to worry about the evil. Oh, I only got one person up in here. Since God judges, I can put on the whole armor of God and not worry about who's coming against me, because he judges. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not reaching everybody. Let me help you out. Since God is the ultimate judge, what this basically means that nothing that is wicked and evil can defeat you. Oh. And who am I talking to this morning? When well, you think about how so many people come against you and see how the enemy tries to attack you, all you got to do is say, Lord, I know you. And since I know you, I know what you can do. People may come and threaten me and try to take my life but I can let them know you have no heaven nor hell to put me in. So this old body, you might do something to it but I want you to know that this body's going to pass away anyway. So it's not going to harm me because in my soul is anchored in the Lord. Or am I talking to somebody? When you look at this book, Habakkuk sees pestilence turmoil around him. But yet, he is not beaten down. He is not even depressed. He writes a song. Oh, we, sing, we see that somehow can I sing a song in the desperate times? <laughs> well, I can do this right now. Or I can look at my bank account and see that the recessor hasn't got me quite yet. I can see how I'm waiting on a stimulus and I'm still not stimulated. They can say that the depression is over, but every time I look at my account, I'm still depressed. But yet when I look at the word of God and I look at his record, I am reminded how God has done so much great things in the past that he's not limited to just the past, but he can do it right now. And if God can do it right now, I will praise him right now. So I see how God will deal with my enemies. God will march in the land with anger. How the lands tremble because of his fierceness. I will see how God will rescue his people. And he will save his people. And he will save his anointed. And when you look at it here, this points again back to God's covenant. His anointed are the kings of the Davidic line. Habakkuk is in the Judah kingdom, the southern kingdom, and that kingdom continues to reign in the lineage of David, and God remembered his promise of David. He tells David that your lineage will reign on the throne forever, coming from the mighty tribe of Judah. And we know about this because we know who Jesus is, who comes through this very line who is at this very time seated at the right hand of the Father in a place of authority. And because of that, God remembering his promise, when he looks upon us, he sees now now for us, for us. Tell somebody, for me. me. When he looks at me. Tell somebody, when he looks at me. He he sees Jesus who died for me. Oh, y'all should have said it with a little bit better attitude. Y'all should have said that with a little bit more attitude. Tell somebody, when he looks at me, he sees Jesus who died for me. Oh, now, there you go. There, because the Bible tells me that Jesus is interceding on my behalf right now. How is that? Why is that? That means when Jesus is standing before the Father, he's letting him know that those are my children. So you don't have to condemn them. You can bless them. You can show them your mercy because I'm keeping them. I'm holding them. That's why we say now to the one who's able to keep us from falling. That's why we say now to the one who's able, who can do above and beyond what we can ask, or think, that's why we can go, because we are. know he's able. We know that Jesus keeps us, because he reigns. And so when we look at this, I can see that the enemy comes to attack me. The enemy's trying to destroy my marriage. The enemy's trying to destroy my job. He's trying to destroy my household. He's trying to destroy the school system. He's trying to destroy the government. He's trying to destroy the holy institute of man marrying woman. Yes, I said it. The enemy's trying to do all kinds of things for us to turn a blind eye and to accept it and act like it's all right. But God, he reigns. And since he reigns, his word is true. And since his word is true, I will hold on to God's unchanging hand. Habakkuk, in the second chapter, verse 4 says, Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous... Oh, somebody need to get open up their Bible. But the righteous will live by... Their faithfulness. Oh, come on, somebody. You see how you can see the enemy all around us could be prospering. The proud may look like they're doing all right, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness. But the righteous realize that though I see the vines before me with no grapes, though I see the fields barren and no crops, those is the crops. Are barren. The fields are barren. The fields are empty because there's nothing to do. And since there's no one working on the field, I see how the cattle have perished. But Habakkuk says, but yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because in the midst of my turmoil, in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my persecution, in the midst while things are not going the way I would like them to go, Things are not looking how I would like them to look. I can look at the one who's always been the same. I can look at the one who has never changed. I can look at the one who's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I can look at the one who calls himself the Great I Am. I can look at the one who's Lord, my provider. I can look at the one who's my peace. I can look at the one who is my righteousness. I can look at the one who is my rock. I can look at the one who is my redeemer. And when I look at him, I have no choice but to rejoice. So what does that mean? That means that whatever you're facing, it's not too big for God. That means he will give you what you need to make it through. You're dealing with some situations within your marriage. God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, y'all to shout a little bit harder. God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just keep on going on. I'm going to talk to Pastor Price for a moment. Remember when Jesus told his disciples how I will give you the power from on high, the Holy Spirit, to be my witness in in Jerusalem, to to Samaria, to the outer parts of the world? Do you remember how he told his disciples how you can go forth and do greater things than these? Do you remember how he did some amazing things with those people? How they passed handkerchiefs and people were healed? How people were dead and came back to life? How somebody was asking for some silver and gold, but he jumped up and knowing the Lord. uh, You know all that was from the power of the Holy Spirit? or am I talking to somebody here? This Holy Spirit thing is not just some thing, but this is the power of the living God. And this power can help you to hold on to that marriage. This power can help you love a wayward child. This power can have you trust God over your last paycheck. This power can have you trust God over your unemployment. This power can help you trust God better than your next interview. This power can help you trust God over your doctor's report. This power, tell somebody, this power can change anything in my life. Or somebody left off on the change part. Tell somebody, this power can change anything in my life. It can change my mind. It can change my circumstances. It can change my finances. It can change my feet. I looked at my feet. My feet look new. I look at my hands. My hands look new. Isn't that good news? I'm so glad. One of these days, he's going to come again. And then I'll change for the final time. I'll change from this old mortal body. I'll change to an immortal body. Our change from this corruptible body, our change to an incorruptible body, our change from not able to see him, our change to be able to see him, our change from not knowing him, but our change to know him, our change from not able to be before his throne, but our change to be before his throne. So, what I'm going through yet. i'll praise him while i'm in turmoil yet uh, i'll praise him while i'm broke yet uh, i'll praise him while i have no home yet uh, i'll praise him while my spouse is cheating on me yet i'll praise him while somebody stole from me yet i'll praise him we're living in a real world this is not no fantasy We realize that the enemy is trying to distract us. Oh, we no longer need to be slaves to sin. Oh, we can change from pornography. We can change from stealing. We can change from being drunk. We can change from lying. Oh, we need to, I, 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 know, I, I know y'all don't like hearing these words. That's where the enemy tries to keep it outside. But we need to be real and say, God, we're going to change. Look at who came to Christ, those who want to change. I didn't come because I was already set free, I came to be set free. Habakkuk was looking all around him and said, God, I feel I'm in bondage, troubles on every side, but yet I will rejoice in you because you are my strength. Do you see that in the text? You are my strength. Oh, that's what he says. You are my strength. And he says, Lord, you will make me sure-footed like a deer, like hind's feet, hind the female deer who is swift and nimble, able to climb on mountaintops. We already saw in the second chapter how he we went to a higher elevation. We like that song, One Thing I Desire of the Lord. It's inquiring this temple. And we talk about how we will elevate me. The hinds deer that God gives me, the hinds feet of the deer that God gives me, will enable me to elevate myself. It will make me sure footed so I won't fall. It'll give me the strength to see the circumstances all around me and tell somebody, and still I rise. That went over somebody's head. Tell your neighbor, and still I rise. I'll rise above my trials and my tribulations. I'll rise above my persecutions yeah. and my addictions. I'll rise above because of my Lord who gives me strength to let me know no longer do I got to walk around like I'm dead in sin, but walk around as a new creation. Behold, all things that become old. Behold, all things become new. Oh, I'm trying to leave you alone, but my soul just got half you. Because I'm preaching to me too. I'm not talking just to you. And still I rise. Oh, the enemy's going to try to bring me down, but still I rise. Oh, I see things around me don't, don't look too good, but still I rise. Because the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my light. The Lord, he is my rock, my redeemer of present help in a time of trouble. So while I may be on the mountaintop right now, there's some valleys to come. So when those valleys come, I remember the record how I was on the mountaintop before. And if I've been there before, I can get back there again. And those that are on the valley, remember your mountaintops. Remember how he had you up high before. And remember that if he brought you there before, he can do it again. Because he's the same God. Tell somebody, he's the same God. Oh yes he is And if he's the same God Then I will praise him right now I don't, wait, I don't have to wait until the battle is over I don't have to wait until I get what I want I can praise him right now Because I'm convinced That he will do What he said he will do That's why I can say God remember me And I can stop right there because when he remembers me, I know he's a keeper. I know he's my redeemer. I know he's my provider. I know he's my all in all. So I want you to look in your heart right now and say to yourself, how do you see God in the midst of your circumstances? Do you see God as that get wealthy God that he always gives you money? Or do you see, God, that even when you're broke, he makes you wealthy? Do you see God as that naming and claiming God that you just name stuff, you're going to get it? Or do you see God that even when you don't have, he gives you what you need? I might be stepping on some people's toes, with so that's okay. Go ahead and just say out, so I don't care. Because our God is not a God just to give you uh, wealth and, and comfortability for you to sit there and do nothing. Our God gives us what he gives to us for us to be a blessing to somebody else. And that's why if all I had was this book of Habakkuk, I can realize that while I'm going through trials and tribulations, I can walk around and tell somebody, yet I will praise him. I can go and tell them, that look at the record of what he's done. Now, have he not been good to you? Has he not sustained you? Has he not given you vitality in your life? Have you not been able to see today? Well, go ahead and bless him. Because today... It's not the end. Today is not the all of all. Because this is not the end. Because he's coming back again. So when we know who God is, we can shout no matter what's the time. When we know who God is, we can rejoice in him no matter what we're going through. Don't let your eyes fool you. The time you see stuff that doubts you. If you're driving a car, pull over to the side. If you're walking, there's a lot of traffic, just pull over to the side and just close your eyes and say, God, the righteous live by faith. The righteous live by faith. So Lord, I will walk by faith and not by sight, which means I will live, Lord, believing in you and not what I see. Because sometimes I don't see where my next check is coming from. I, I don't see where my next meal is coming from. I don't see how my health will sustain me until tomorrow. But God, I know that you are my sustainer. That you are my source. That you are my provider. So God, I will trust in you. Will you trust him in the midst? Will you trust him in the midst? Of whatever you're going through, will you trust him? Will you believe in him? Will you rejoice in him? Even while you're down, can you sing a song? Even while you're defeated in life, your car is gone, your house is gone, things are not working out the way you want to be, can you still rejoice? I'm going to close right here and just read what he says. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines. Even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes you as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the height. Can that be your prayer today? Can that be your song today? Can that reflect your life today? If not, let us all start right now so we can all catch up with one another. And say, Lord, today I will see peril all around, but yet I will rejoice. Yet I will praise you. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray that today, they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and Lord, that they give their life to you. Lord, I pray today that Father, they invite Jesus to their heart and make make Him their Lord and their Savior. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to die on the cross for their sins. And rising from the grave on the third day, defeating death. And he ascended into heaven to sit at your right hand. Father, someone here right now. We want to lead them in this prayer. You know their heart, Almighty God. If you, if, you just, if you do not know Jesus, we want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me. God knows your heart. Just repeat after me saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you defeated death and rose from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior so that I may now live for you because you died for me. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for loving me. So with every head bowed and every eyes closed, if you pray that prayer for the first time, raise your hand that was you.